Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Lance. I'm here with Nick and Casey, and you're listening to the Timberwolf Podcast. All right. The first topic for the Timberwolf Podcast is the top five quarterbacks coming into the 2018 NFL Draft. Uh, the first quarterback is Josh Allen from Wyoming. He's 6'5", 233 pounds. Over his college career, he's completed 365 passes of 649 attempts for a 56.2 completion percentage, all leading up to 5,066 yards, 7.8 yards per attempt, 44 touchdowns, 21 interceptions, and a total rating of 137.7. Allen is huge at 6'5". He uh, ran a 475 40-yard dash and had a vertical leap broad jump and three-cone drill all in the 76th percentile or better among all quarterbacks at the Combine. He, uh, he's got a rocket of an arm that is just like Matthew Stafford and Cam Newton, and when he's in the game, he will deliver the ball into minuscule throwing windows or 50 yards downfield. The quarterback being drafted second is Sam Darnold from USC. He completed 549 passes on 846 attempts for a percentage of 64.9. He threw for 7,229 yards, 57 touchdowns with only 22 interceptions, and a QB rating of 153.7. Sam Darnold is comparable to Phillip Rivers. He's a naturally accurate passer. If it passes into tight windows, a good, pretty good pocket presence. He's a smart, good worker, teammate. He really can be a leader for the team. His weaknesses are that he has, needs to work on his ball security, has way too many interceptions and fumbles a lot. Projected to go third to the New York Jets, we got Baker Mayfield, the former Heisman winner out of Oklahoma. He finished his career with a 68% completion percentage, 14,000 yards, 131 touchdowns to 30 interceptions, and a 175 quarterback rating. Baker Mayfield is a good athlete with mobility. He shows solid arm strength. He also shows quickness to get the ball out fast. He has great accuracy and ball placement show up even when he's on the run. He doesn't lack for toughness, and he can deliver some camera-juking pump fakes, indicating he likely has big hands. However, he still shows some weaknesses. He has a lack of size, which is going to be a concern, and he is somewhat reckless at times with his decision-making. His uh, best pro comparison would be Johnny Manziel. The fourth quarterback being taken is Josh Rosen out of UCLA. He is, or over his career, he completed 712 passes for 1,170 attempts with a completion percentage of 60.9. This led to 9,340 yards, 8 yards per attempt, 59 touchdowns to only 26 interceptions and 140.1 quarterback rating. Josh Rosen is a good pocket passer. He has good instincts and great field vision. Also has good footwork, but his weaknesses are he is not durable. He's had at least one concussion and had shoulder surgery. You can compare him most to Jay Cutler. The next quarterback we have going in the draft is Lamar Jackson out of Louisville. He completed 619 passes 
on 1,086 attempts for a 57% passing rating and 9,043 yards. He also rushed for 4,132 yards. He had 69 passing touchdowns and 50 rushing touchdowns for a QB rating of 142.9. Lamar Jackson is a rare, incredible athlete. He has rare arm talent and strength. And some of his weaknesses are that people say his passes are inaccurate. He has a very thin frame and poor footwork. Uh, now on the Timberwolf podcast, we are going to be doing the top five running backs going into the 2018 NFL draft. And the first running back on board is Saquon Barkley. Over his career, he had 671 rushing attempts that led to just under 4,000 yards, 5.7 average per attempt, 43 touchdowns. He also had 102 receptions for just over 1,000 yards, 11.7 average, and eight receiving touchdowns. Saquon Barkley is one of the most complete running backs to come out the draft. His strengths are he's a great pass catcher, a homework threat every time he touches the ball, and he doesn't fumble a lot. Weaknesses, he doesn't like to run up the middle. He shies away from contact, and sometimes he tries to get the big play instead of taking what's given to him. Next running back is Nick Chubb from Georgia. He had 758 attempts for 4,769 yards, averaging 6.3 yards a carry, and 44 touchdowns. He had 31 receptions for 361 yards, averaging 11.6 yards per attempt with four touchdowns. Nick Chubb is a big dude. He's a hard-to-take-down, instinctive. He's a downhill power runner. He runs behind the pads. He's fast to the hole, but he does have some weaknesses. He already sustained one serious knee injury, he is not very good as a receiver or a blocker, and his medical evaluation could hurt his draft grade. He's most comparable in the NFL to Frank Gore. Next, we got Darius Geis from LSU, ending off his college career with 3,000 rushing yards and 29 rushing touchdowns with only 250 receiving yards and three receiving touchdowns. Darius Geis is extremely impactful on the game, and he has a chance to become a feature back in the NFL. He's an instinctive runner and is an, also a natural runner. He's very tough to tackle, and he picks up a lot of yards after contact. He keeps his feet going after contact, which allows him to get these yards. He is very fast to the hole, a good playmaker, and has great vision while running. His weaknesses, however, are that he had his – knee injury issues in the 2017 season. He's not overly fast, and he's not overly powerful. The best comparison in the NFL would be Ray Rice. The next running back is the senior out of Georgia, Sonny Mitchell. Uh, over his career, he totaled 590 rushing attempts, just under 4,000 yards, an average of 6.1 rushing yards per carry and 33 rushing touchdowns. For his receiving stats, he had 64 receptions for 621 yards and 9.7 average per catch and six receiving touchdowns. Sonny Michelle is a great natural runner. He's elusive, he's fast to the second level, and he has cutting ability, great vision, and lateral agility. But his weaknesses are he is not overly powerful, and he's never handled a big workload as the feature back. He's most comparable to Matt Forte.
Next, we got Ronald Jones from USC, finishing out his career with 3,600 rushing yards and just under 40 touchdowns. Ronald Jones is incredibly quick in the open field. He is a difficult target to tackle. He hits the hole with an immense burst. He protects the football. He was almost fumble-free throughout his time at USC. He plays bigger than his size, and he also possesses home run speed. The bad is that he does get caught running laterally along the line at times, and he will need to expand his contributions as a receiving option. The biggest comparison in the NFL today would be Kareem Hunt. Next up is the top five wide receivers coming in to the 2018 NFL Draft. Uh, first, we have Calvin Ridley out of Alabama. Over his career, he had 224 receptions for just under 3,000 yards, averaging 12.4 uh, yards per reception and 19 reception touchdowns. Calvin Ridley was a three-year starter for the Alabama Crimson Tide. He's an excellent route runner, explodes out of cuts, and is a threat to score on any touch. And he also has green breaking speed. Weaknesses are that he has a thin frame. He's decent but not great height. He can have a minor bounce of drops. Next is Christian Kirk from Texas A&M. He had 234 receptions for just less than 3,000 yards and averaged 12.2 yards a reception with 26 touchdowns. Christian Kirk is a good route runner. He has soft hands. That makes him a reliable pass catcher. He has good body control and is a balanced receiver. He's also an intelligent player who can find open holes in zone coverage. He is an in impact kick and punt returner, and he's a slot receiving weapon. However, his weaknesses are he is shorter than you would like a receiver to be. He's likely limited to just slot work in the NFL. He struggles against press and physical corners. He also struggles when having to go up and get the ball, and he lacks top-end speed. His uh, biggest NFL comparison would be Golden Tate. Next, we have DJ Moore from Maryland, ending his career on 2,000 receiving yards and 17 touchdowns with – 125 rushing yards and just one rushing touchdown. DJ Moore's strengths are he's dangerous after the catch, he's elusive, he high points the ball, he's tough and competitive, he's quick, and he has reliable hands. But he does have weaknesses. He lacks elite height, he has the build of a running back, and his route running needs some work. He is most comparable to Jarvis Landry. Next up is Cortland Sutton, a wide receiver out of SMU. Over his career, he had 195 receptions for just over 3,000 yards, averaging 16.5 yards per catch and 31 touchdowns. Cortland Sutton has excellent size, a dynamic red zone weapon, a very good playmaker, and has great body control. His weaknesses are that he could be more physical on the field and not great with yards after catch. Next, we have DJ Clark out of LSU, who had 66 receptions, 1,351 yards, and averaged 20.5 per catch with six touchdowns. DJ Shark has a long athletic frame. He has good hands. His explosiveness is key. He can outpace defensive angles and get behind coverage. He is also a big play threat. However, he does lack an experience. He relies heavily on his speed, and he can't win contested situations. An NFL comparison would be Tory Smith. So, who do you guys think is the best coming into this year's draft? 
Bradley Chubb out of North Carolina State. Huge defensive end. He's made impact plays every play. He's got the size. He's got the strength, speed. He dominated everybody across from him all year. I think he's going to be – he could be J.J. Watt potential. He's got that kind of skill level and that kind of ceiling. I get what you're saying, but I want to build Saquon Barkley. I feel like he can have that same kind of impact Ezekiel Elliott had when he came in the league. Just going to be a beast, dude. I have to agree with you on Saquon Barkley. Yeah, but Zeke had that Dallas Cowboy offensive line to run behind. Saquon's definitely not going to have that. You never know. He had uh, one of the worst offensive lines in college football, and he still did all right. Yes, but the NFL is different. Defensive line are a lot better. NFL. Got a point. I guess you're right. But we're just going to have to wait until the season starts to see. Which NFL teams made the best moves this offseason? I believe the Los Angeles Rams have had the best offseason so far in signing the best defensive tackle in the game in Adama Kinsu, and also acquiring two Pro Bowl corners and equipped to leap from the Broncos, and then they signed Marcus Peters from the Chiefs after he was released. Uh, they also picked up Brandon Cooks, one of the fastest wide receivers in the game from the Patriots, and signed a great nickel corner and nickel Roby Coleman in free agency. I believe the Browns made the best moves this offseason by signing Darren Fells, a tight end from the Lions, Carlos Hyde, a running back from the Niners, Terrence Mitchell, a corner from the Chiefs, Chris Hubbard, an offensive tackle from the Steelers. Uh, they also got Tyrod Taylor, a quarterback from the Bills, and Jarvis Landry, a wide receiver from the Dolphins. In this next segment on the Temple Wolf podcast, we will be debating who will be the best team in the NFL for the 2018-2019 season. All right, now. I'm pretty sure the Patriots going back to the Super Bowl. Tom Brady going to be probably MVP again because he's just the best ever. They might go back to the Super Bowl, but they're going to lose to Philadelphia because they're taking it all again. Yeah, they lost Brandon Cooks, Malcolm Butler, uh, Matt Patricia's gone. Lost a lot of pieces. Yeah, you're blown out if you think they're winning it. First of all, Malcolm Butler, he didn't even play in the Super Bowl, and we still almost won. We're going to regroup, almost won. get another corner. We're going to be just fine, trust me. Nah, Eagles are taking it. Keep Carson Wentz healthy. They got Jason Kelsey. Wait, wait, wait. Lance First of all, Carson Wentz didn't even win his Yeah, it was Nick Don't Foles. bring him up. He's irrelevant. Me too. You're going to win it this year, though. That's, that's the point. He's on a hollow performing in the playoffs for his first time. They're taking it, and it's a guarantee. How many teams have won back-to-back Super Bowls? Well, going to happen. I don't know. I doubt they get back to the NFC Championship. Yeah, the division's going to be much better this year. They're not going to get past the Rams. Uh, they got oh, Sue, yeah, the Peters, 
Tlaib, Jermaine Johnson. They got Cooks now. Year two in that offense, in that defense. The Rams aren't making it past the first round. They'll make it past the Eagles. Well, they won't. I promise. Not the first round. Who will all win the division? Who's all what? In the Rams division. I think they got the Seahawks, 49ers, and the uh, Cardinals. Garbage. That's actually amazing. Exactly. Don't make it out. They're fine. Yeah. Seahawks on the decline. 49ers are on the up. Up swing, yeah. Jimmy G had like, what, four or five good games? and You know who Jimmy G mirrors? He mirrors Tom Brady. Oh, so you know what that God. <laughs> Can't even argue against Tom Brady. I like him, but he's just, he's getting old. They're not winning it. Well, they lost a lot. Traded away all their decent pieces. They got they got Gronk back though, so that's a plus. Yeah, what about receivers now? They lost Cook, Samandola. Amandola's really big in the playoffs too. He was clutch. And they still got Edelman, but he's old too. Defense wasn't that good in the first place. And they just let they let Butler go. Who needs Butler when they just picked up Jason McCourty? A veteran. Exactly, he's a veteran. Could have lost a step. He relied a lot on his speed. Lost James Harrison. What was he pushing, 56 years old or something? <laughs> yeah, but he could bench like 500 pounds. So we can all agree it's either going to be the Rams or the Eagles that are winning the Super Bowl next year. Yeah, we can all agree that's going to be the Rams. No. Or the Eagles. I'm pretty sure it's not going to be the Eagles. Rams have a chance. Definitely, Patriots would be there. Rams defense is too good. There's no weak spot. You got Sue on one side, then Aaron Donald on the other side, then you got Marcus Peters on one side, equipped to leave on the other side, then the best free safety in the game, and Tremaine Johnson. That's what they said about the Vikings. And you see what happened? The The Rams are more seasoned, though. You see what the Eagles did to the Vikings? Like these could have never been in that game anyway. They got a lucky play against the Saints, and they thought they were true. Eagles barely beat the Rams, and that just add equivalently Marcus Peters, Brandon Cooks to that offense and the defense. But it went down to like the last minute. Honestly, the Rams are just going to be too much for anybody to handle. I think if the Minnesota Miracle would have never happened, the Saints would have been in the Super Bowl. You are talking out of your. I, I picked the Rams. I didn't expect them to lose the Falcons like that. It was all their first time in the playoff, though. True, there you go. Falcons could come back. No, not Maybe if blow another huge lead. Not if Julio leaves <laughs> like he's supposed to. Hey, he's not leaving. He's leaving. That's going to be a hit. He's leaving, then the offense is gone. Matt Ryan overrated anyway. He's a choke artist. <laughs> about the Lions, though? Horrible. Matt Patricia, good coach now. It's a solid team. They yeah. are. Give it about three, four years. They might make the playoffs. No. Give it one year. <laughs> next year, they're making it. They're going I think they can make it next year. They're two good receivers. I think the defense is going to be upgraded big time. I think the defensive coach. They picked up Nez. It would really open up the field for them. Now we just need a running back. They got a bunch draft. 
Oh, yeah, we got Blonde. Yeah, they picked him up from Philadelphia. I mean, the last two teams we were on won a Super Bowl. Yeah, see? They're basically picking the Lions to win this year. I'm going to say that. In other news, how do you think the 49ers would do next year? Signing Jimmy G to that big contract? Only starting about five games. I think they're trusting them. I think they are. They're the top ten draft pick to go along with it, too. I think we're going to have to wait to see how the season goes before we can uh, say anything. What do you mean? He's baby go. He proved it last year. So There's nothing to argue. He's going to be the best quarterback. What do you think the 49ers need to draft? Defense, probably? Defense probably, but they should give in the should give Garoppolo another yeah weapon on the offensive side. Kyle Ridley. <laughs> I'm not sure what their pick is, but I think it's like nine. Nine? Top ten. I know it's top ten. It's either eight or nine. <laughs> what if they happen to get Saquon? <laughs> I don't think they'll fall that far. They do need a running back now that they dropped high though. Yeah. Good landing spots for Dez are said to be the Niners, the Packers, the Redskins, the Ravens, or the Seahawks. What do you guys think? I think if you want the Seahawks, that'd be really good for him and Russell Wilson. Russell scrambling around like every play like he does. I'd give him a deep bomb threat to play next to Doug Baldwin. Then with Marshawn gone, that add another weapon to the offense. And the fans are really loyal and into the games, so I think he'd really get along there since he really liked the Dallas fans. I think the Green Bay Packers would be a great spot for Des Bryant. The um, Aaron Rodgers needs some help. They just lost Jordy Nelson. They got Jimmy Graham, but he washed up in my opinion. So Des would be the primary target. I know he wants some catches. He wants those targets. Man, he might not get paid like you want to, but he can have a run at the Super Bowl. Do you think the Patriots will still be as good after losing? Buzzer. Who else? Amendola. And Cooks. Brandon Cooks. I don't know. What do you think? Two offensive weapons in the corner. Well, they just regrouped with the corner, corners group. They got Jason McCourty, the veteran from the Browns. Guess it just depends on who they pick up in the draft. Do they have two first round picks? So obviously now they need to pick up an offensive weapon receiver. With pick number six, if they're lucky, they could get Saquon. Yeah, six. Oh, you said receiver. They got number six, yeah, I think. The Patriots. Like 21. Right. 21, I thought they traded up for six. No. 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 Well, they got somebody else. I am mistaken. I All right. So, with like a 20th pick in the first round, they can get a pretty good receiver, probably a sleeper. Question of the day What's more important, the offense or the defense? Back when I was in high school, they put it like this Offense wins games. 
Defense wins championships. I have to agree. Uh, I think offense scores all the points, majority of the points. I know the same, but I think offense. But eventually, more. you're gonna need the defense to make a stop. Super Bowl, for or example. Can, or you can just you can just Brady score more kept than the, the offense team. running. You just keep scoring. Well, if your defense is not giving you the ball to score, how are you gonna score? Because you, you just def- let them score. You, you let them back. score, and you get the ball back. That's right. Make sure you start you by just, scoring. You just gotta get a one stop to get that. Or that didn't uh, happen. That's defense. The one stop is defense. You'll eventually get the one stop. Odds are you'll get the one stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for listening to the Timberwolf Podcast. Catch you next time.